Hello, we welcome you to the Filmmaking Sucks podcast. Where we tell you about all the mistakes you can make while producing a film. And explain how you can avoid them yourself. And we are your hosts, Manny, Lynn, and Mario. And welcome to the show. Yeah, Sounds like Mario might be on a little bit of a delay here. A little bit. It's all right. So we are um, recording this uh, over the phone. The first first phone recorded podcast in a long time, so we're going to try this out, see how this works, and hopefully the last. That would be nice. Would be nice. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. Um, so we could figure out other options. Left it over there. You left the. Uh, she can't. Where, I don't know where the lighter is. I left it right there. Well, it's gone now. <laughs> well, I put it over here. Well, All right, here you go. There we go. Okay, so all right, let's get let's get moving, everybody. <laughs> nice segue, wonderful segue. Uh, so uh, I had a uh, had a conversation with uh, with a friend of mine. Um, we were talking about uh, we we were we were bragging to each other because you know sometimes you can do that the little humble brag, I guess, right? Talking to each other. Nothing wrong with the little humble brag. Nothing wrong with the humble brag, I guess. Uh, we we're talking to each other about uh, projects coming up and, and saying how, basically, because we're going to be pitching projects very soon, hopefully very soon, to some producers, and we're trying to figure out a good strategy for our separate projects. Uh, um, and we came up with a bit of an idea—not not so much of an idea, but the thought that. Um, more so than than the directing and writing that we've done, what I, we think may um, impress a little pr- producers a little bit better is the amount of work we've produced. Okay, uh, the amount of work we've put in as producers rather than directors and writers. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I think that that resonates more with a producer. Okay. Um, so we're 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 gonna we're gonna do a, we'll do an episode soon after once we set this all up we're gonna do an episode soon about uh, how to pitch your show to somebody but once how to pitch your how. show your project yeah once we get ourselves how to do it and we and we figured out but first things first I think that people need to know exactly what does a producer do they produce. Right? Yes, yeah, they do. They produce. Eh? Oh, great! End eh? of show. Thanks for coming, uh-huh. guys. Thanks for listening. Wonderful. All right, we're done, right? All right, we're cool. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's the what, what exactly does a producer do? Now, we see a lot of uh, indie projects, and a lot of people give themselves producer credit because technically, uh, really, they're doing everything on their own. All right, but what does that actually mean? What does it actually mean, producer? And um, wonderful, our wonderful Lindsay here. Yeah. Lynn has actually gone to school. That's right. I even for, have a producing award. Yes, she does. She and that's those are few and far between. <laughs> they are. Producing awards. You've won an award for producing. Yes, for producing. That's those are those are hard to come by. The yeah. Oscars don't wait. even have an award for producing. Wait, Mario, wait, mind is what, blown. Wait, I, what does a producer do? <laughs> well, well, a producer is responsible for making sure in an appealing, high quality movie is produced on time and within budget. Well, <laughs> now that you sum it up. All right, that end is, of show. That end is a really, really simple, neat, beautiful definition I found on the internet. That's the definition. Huh. The producer's, the the, okay, then. So the producer's job is to take the story. Now, now, the producer's job begins once the script is complete. Yes and no. Well, we have to make a distinction here. The way, well, the way, yes, usually the way the indies have, you know, the indies that we've worked with and worked on, usually there is a director who or a producer who has an idea who usually has a script. Okay, well, let's. That's what I'm saying. Once the script is done, no, we'll start with the script. Sometimes the producer will actually find the idea. They'll be in charge of actually right. bringing on a screenwriter, and they start from the very conception of the idea. All right. Well, we're not talking about that. No, we're not talking about that. So just stop it. <laughs> we're talking about. We're talking about. Uh, uh, again, we're talking indies here. We're talking low budgets. Okay. We're talking. You know, there's a five people working on the entire film behind the scenes. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So let's not confuse everybody here um so let's 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 do it let's do it this way mario you have a script right 
I have many, but yes, I have a script I'm currently working on. Yes. All right. So, Mario, you, let's say your script is complete. Let, let's work on let's work on it this way. And right now, the, this episode, we're going to do this in two parts. Okay. This episode, we're going to cover what does a producer do in pre-production. Okay. All right. And next episode, we're going to cover the producer's job during production. Uh, now, the post-production is. We'll Correct me if I'm wrong. We'll get to that. We'll get to th- we'll get to that eventually. But uh, post production is more production manager that runs the production manager, a post production supervisor. A post production supervisor will um, run. Mo- will run post production. Yeah, and the and the producer is is mostly called in um, to watch the the this the rough cut and then the final cut. Yeah, and to help with advertising and yeah. and and marketing of the film. Mm-hmm. So the producer's job in post production is mostly marketing and approving the final cuts. Yes. Okay. Uh, otherwise, he's kind of, uh, the producer's kind of hands off for the most part. Yeah. For the most part. I mean, we'll get we'll get a lot more specific, but I'm just explaining why we're not going to do... Um, a third segment. A third segment of this just yet, because there's a lot more to post-production when it comes to... Uh, when it comes to producers, because you have multiple producers that will help you through post-production. Yes. Okay. So let's say you have, and, and this is, and 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 this is also to say, a producer will save your film. Okay. A good producer. Oh, they good, will. Yes. A, a bad producer, a bad producer can sink your film. Well, this is well. Yes. Okay. Yes. A bad producer will sink your film. But this is why I, I'm going to advocate for if you are making an indie film, find yourself someone who can work as your producer. Yeah. Someone that this will be their job because as the writer director as most indie indie filmmakers are, mm-hmm. they are their own writer and director. Being their own producer, I feel you're putting too much on yourself and you're going to skip a lot of um essential portions of production simply because well, you know what? I'm the director. We'll fix it when we get there. I'm directing it. I'm shooting it. I wrote it. And this is what I want to do. But you need an objective eye. Yeah, you I need mean, that objective. Per- uh, go ahead. Film, 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 movie making is a collaborative art form. And without having a producer, a partner who's essentially on the same level as you, you're missing a lot of that that opportunity for collaboration. I mean, a lot of a lot of films, you know, actors will ad lib, and people will come up with great ideas on the set. But if you involve a producer in the earlier phases, you're going to have different ideas thrown at you and you're going to kind of discuss more and you're going to be more interactive with with yeah. your project. And the producer is going to bring out the best of your project. It's going to help That's you. That's their br- job. Yeah, it's going to help you bring out the best of everything you can bring to the table. Mm-hmm. So uh, honestly, I feel the less hats you can wear on your own, the better. Yeah. Mario, what do you think? I, I would have to agree considering... Um, I did that myself, and it is not fun. Mm. Mm. And I mean, you two have done that as well. But I mean, as you've mentioned, Lindsay is an award-winning producer, huh. and that's no like that's no stab at her. She actually is an award-winning producer, yep. and she PA'd quote unquote and like AD'd on my set, and just having her there and being able to go into producer mode while she was there greatly affected the overall product not just that shoot so you know like being able to have an actual producer as opposed to just saying oh yeah i'll do it myself without even really knowing what a producer does which is why we're doing this episode in the first place you know it's it's good to have that other set of eyes that extra set of ears somebody that can see what you're not seeing when you're in tunnel vision mode so you know but We'll get to the ugly side of that, which is sometimes in the studio world, that's bad. Yes. Like the oh. producers in the director's ear and so on and so forth. And it's, it, it hurts the, pro- the product as opposed to helping. Okay. So but that's studio stuff. We're not talking about studio. Yeah, we're not talking so. studio. We're t- again, we're talking, we're talking to a, a crew of about five or six people doing everything. You know, so I think it's essential for you to have a producer when you have such a little amount of people, I think a producer becomes even more important because of the fact that you uh, uh, um, you end up what, having one person make every single decision. Yeah, you miss you, the collaboration. You miss forget this. even even beyond the collaboration. I think you get so as as a director as a writer, I fall in love with my own script and yeah. my own footage 
and everything that I put into it so much because I know how much work I put in without having another person sitting there totally objectively where their job is to get the best out of it. Uh, without having her to sit there and say to me, "No, that doesn't work," or eh, "Can you try it? Let's 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 do it this way," or you know, mm-hmm. uh, you you tend to cut corners along the way just to get your one hundred percent vision out. Yeah, you know, like, well, I just want to do it this way, and maybe we'll shoot. Well, you know, well, 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 we could skip shooting that because I'm just not going to edit it that way. But a producer will co- will will sit there and look at you and say, no, no let's get coverage. I want yeah, coverage. You need extra coverage because maybe this doesn't work. Maybe your vision is not as complete as you think it is. You need another. You, you just need another person to to look at you to look at it and say no. I mean, you need also, somebody to say no with nobody to say no. Yeah to you then how do you know whether you're actually doing the best you can yeah i mean i i think the other thing too about producing it's like um it's not just saying no but it's also taking a, a fair amount of the 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 legwork off of the director on on shoot days especially mm-hmm. you know where it's like the way the way that we work it and the way that i i think works pretty well for an independent uh project is i'm a producer and then on set i'm assistant director and i'm and a producer so uh, during pre-production, I'm the one who's literally creating the budgets and the schedules. Um, I'm coordinating all of the different information that I need, collating it into organization. Well, let's get into that. Okay. Let's explain step by step. Also, might I, I just want to add one thing about how you guys mentioned that the producer will say, get more coverage, you missed something. Lindsay is the queen of <laughs> inserts. <laughs> she She loves, she's like... Did you get an insert of the door closing? No, you should get that just in case. Did you get an insert of like the light flickering? You should get that just in case. Oh, hey, you heard that dog barking outside? Get an insert. Yes. How are we going to get an insert of a dog? I don't know. Just do it. Figure it out. Just do it. Well, like the, the one thing like I've she, learned along the way is that like I've learned sitting in the in the post production, you know, lab studio, whatever we're gonna pretend to call it um is that a lot of times there's something that goes wrong or that you just don't have a transition and the best way to transition is inserts yeah yeah so what is i love inserts (laughs) they they work they work i i'm a big fan of of long single takes i like Mm -hmm. those a lot but a lot of the time it depends on whether your actors can actually handle that sort of thing are are they animated enough and 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 because uh, you know what I'm not even going to get into that no. right now. We'll get into that when we get into production. Right. All right. Let's 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 stick with pre-production for right now. So l- let's get into what exactly does a producer do? First things. For, okay, Mario brings you a script. It's a completed script. Okay. What is your first step? I've as, done this before, by the way. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so. Exactly. What is your first step as this. the producer? Uh, my very first one is I read the script. And one more thing. Yes. Um, let's try to break down all the different jobs that you're doing as the producer because there's more there's also multiple producers in pre-production that's a challenge okay well you know briefly briefly it doesn't have to be huge but let's let's give a good idea of the different hats that you're actually wearing being the sole producer yeah um okay so i would get the script and very first thing i do is read it i read it like a story i read you know every word of it and i make sure that i'm i'm not letting my brain kind of wander off i'm literally just taking the story in the second time I read, I read the script, I probably about twenty to thirty times during pre-production. On most times, yeah, um, which is more than a lot of the time. That's more than the director will read it. So I'm I'm famous for finding typos and misspellings. And mm. um, anyway, so then I'll go through. And the second thing I do is I draw a line under each scene header, which um, is what um, interior day scene one interior day Mario's kitchen. Okay, so that's a scene header. Gotcha. Yeah, that's a scene header. So the reason I do that is because pretty much everything in pre-production and scheduling and budgeting and all of my documents is going to be based on this. So I need to make sure that there's an accurate definition between different scenes. Because so often, you know, a writer will, will write a screenplay and they are so caught up in the literally like seeing it in their brains that they'll just write, you know, and so you'll have a paragraph where it'll be like, you know, Steve walks into the kitchen, grabs a glass, goes into the living room, turns on the TV, and then rushes to the bathroom. Mm. And, and that's and actually while, three different locations. Yes, we're and while you'll about. probably shoot that, yeah, while you can probably shoot it because you're just going to follow one way of shooting that is just to follow the the actor in through all the rooms and get a nice long, nice take to give you 
you can see the entire set. Because a lot of right. time you're going to be shooting in an apartment. You yeah. know, we're not talking about a set. We're not. That's that costs money. Right. So a lot of time you're going to shoot this in your house, your parents' house, your apartment, whatever. Yeah. So you're probably going to shoot that as one single solid take, mm-hmm. just because it's going to look nice. Right. You know. But but as the as the AG when I when I separate it out I like to separate them into different scenes and then that way I have a flag for myself especially where it's like you know when you get on an indie movie set usually yes you're on location it's usually a smaller location than you actually need for the amount of people that you have so you know people's stuff will wind up in the hallway or you know God I don't even know people it's usually people's stuff especially camera gear camera gear will wind up in the hallway. So yeah. it'll save me the hassle of saying, oh, well, I know this is coming up and we're going to do this one take scene. So, hey, while we're on this 15 minute break, let's move everybody's stuff out of the hallway and, you know, into the into the kitchen, the back of the kitchen area, hmm. which then saves us from having to literally stop mid production mm-hmm. and move everything. It's all about saving time. OK, well, again, that's production now. Why yeah. do you break it up in post in pre-production? Um, the way what is I, the purpose? Well, I mean, it's easier for it's just the way I do things. It's no, but, no, but but that's your process. That's every producer's it's every, process. It's every producer's process. What is the purpose of breaking it up into individual things? Even though you know they're probably going to shoot it in one solid take, why would you still break it up? Um, just pretty much to flag it and make sure that's in my schedule and it's accounted for time wise, prop wise, costume wise. Um, it's on the list for the call sheet, mm-hmm. which is literally what we go by it is the Bible for the day. The call sheet. It's telling you every scene that we're shooting in the order that we're shooting it. Okay. So it, it's just a way of flagging it and making sure that everybody knows that this scene has to happen. And mm-hmm. so, that, so that this way, once you get to set, you know this, even though we don't spend any time in that hallway, mm-hmm. we're only in the hallway for a couple of seconds, it's still a part of the set. set. Yep. And everybody knows this is the set. Don't drop your stuff there. Yep. We're going to have to set up probably a light here mm-hmm. or something is going to happen and scheduling through this wise, hallway. I, I have to plan for that. If you're going to do one full take, then that's going to take some a little bit more complicated lighting system because you're going to be able to have to follow the character through three rooms. And avoid lighting. And avoid lighting. So it's, it's going to flag it for me so that I look at the scene and I say, okay, well, this is going to be a one take. So this is going to need at least a half hour to 45 minutes of, of, of setting up the light, getting the blocking down, getting the rehearsals done because you'll probably have a steady cam. Or some sort of moving camera rig that'll yep. follow your actor. So that's that's all of time that it takes that you need to account for in your scheduling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And while you might be able to shoot it in a matter of minutes, mm-hmm. it's because the preparation. you're lucky. You still have to prep for it. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So the next step would be? Um, so once I get the scenes all corrected, and usually I add something. So like if there's a situation like that, I'll make it like a 1A or a 1B. Um, just so I know that it attaches to scene one. But it's a, it, it breaks either it's going to need an additional camera setup or it breaks the lo, the location. Hmm. Um, next thing I go through and I put on all I, I read the script multiple times each time being a different department head. Um, a department head is literally the keys of each department. Um, there's makeup department, there's costume department, prop department, um, art department. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> so you're trying to tell me that one person doesn't do all that stuff? No, mm, not no. when you have money. No, typically, uh, typically on big budget <laughs> sets, on budgeted sets, you have a different. You literally have somebody who's just in charge of wardrobe, and they'll literally go through and they'll read your scripts and they'll come up with all the questions that they need to know, which is can be something as crazy. I mean, you think about a movie like Silent Hill, where each of the characters gets dirtier and dirtier as the movie goes on. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are wardrobes that have to be like this is level one dirt. This is level yeah, tender. There, there's like, going to be ten different, <laughs> ten, ten of the same exact yeah. shirt in different levels of, of decay and of dirt, decay and dirt, and yeah, and and you're going to have to know exactly which points in the scenes and in the script you're going to have to change that shirt. Absolutely, yeah. So pages twenty one through twenty four, she's got to wear level four t shirt, mm-hmm. you know, and then once we get to twenty five, we've got to switch her to level five shirt. Yeah, and you have so to. So you mean the- that there's someone has a job to supervise all that stuff what and make sure that continuity happens (laughs) what's continuity i thought i i I thought i just said hey wear whatever and then the next time i'm like you didn't wear the whatever you wore last time 
fuck it, we'll fix it in post. <laughs> now the reason I for that, that was what you were supposed to do. Yeah, right. Well, that's what you can do now if you got a good CG artist. But if you don't have that, then you ain't fixing nothing in post. That's right. But the truth and is, you know, all logos are free use. So yeah, and you know what the thing use. is, and it's something that a lot of indie guys do is they shoot in order. Which is not unheard of. Kubrick no. shot in yeah. order. No. Stanley Kubrick shot co- consecutively. Tarantino shot something in order recently. Too, uh, didn't he? Sometimes he does. Yes. I don't um, but uh, the great Stanley Kubrick like yeah. to shoot in order. Yeah. You know. And so there's nothing wrong with it. No, it's just not very effective. It's which, not. Yeah, it's not cost effective it's at not all. Cost effective yeah, at Stanley all. Stanley Kubrick somehow found a way to do it that and still keep his cost down. He was almost always under budget, with the yeah. exception of a couple of shoots. But under budget, he was still. You're talking about a. You're still talking about an eighty million dollar movie, right? You know, uh, he's also he's also very good at finding finding scripts where you only had two or three main actors for the course mm-hmm. of the entire film, right? So if you shot it consecutively. You're only consecutively shooting two or three people. Mm-hmm. You're not. You're not going in between seasons. I mean, you look at The Shining; it's always snowing. Yeah. You look at Eyes Wide Shut; the whole movie takes place in the mm-hmm. course of one evening. Yeah. You know, uh, even Full Metal but, Jacket. I mean, you're talking about. I'm sure that Kubrick had a very good producer. Yes, he did. I mean, and that and that's part of what the producer's job is. And I mean, I've said it before. I've said it to Mario a number of times. Like, my job is not to say no to the director. My job is not to be like, well, you can't have this. You can't have that. My job is literally like with what you with the budget that we currently have, you know, if you what is it that you really, really want? Yeah. Let's focus on getting what you really, really want and scaling back everything so we can make sure you have the resources to get it is what you really, really want. Next. Next. Okay. Yeah, so then- I, I didn't know that at the beginning and a lot of people listening might not know that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a good thing about a producer that knows what they're doing. What Lindsay just said, getting what you want. I had to cut a lot of things I wanted in my first script. Besides the fact that it was like ridiculous and undoable for an independent, <laughs> yeah, your an first independent script, feature. Your first script, I said you're going to need a minimum of fifty grand for this. <laughs> and this was your first script, and we were 50 talking. Grand. I, think I, I think I, I came back with one fifty to whatever. <laughs> fine, you know. But even you know, and, no, no, the cheapest you got it was seventy five. Was it really? That was the cheapest yeah. you could get it. To, yeah. and that was still that's still not enough yeah. no. like to do it correctly yeah, yeah. no way no. but yeah like that's the whole point like you have to you know it's good to have somebody around that can tell you those things because you don't want to hear no but sometimes you have to hear no yeah yeah and sometimes you have to hear let's do what you want to do but we have to do it under certain guidelines mm-hmm. you only have ten thousand dollars yeah we can't really do this scene because it's going to cost i'm sorry you cannot destroy a house that's not going to happen yeah <laughs> <laughs> obviously you can't destroy a house um yeah but yeah you know it, it good good no, you got. I was gonna say. I was just. I was just adding to your point. It's just that you know you need you need somebody around to like guide you as opposed to uh, just yesering you and being yes. a suck ass. Yes. So. so as I continue breaking down the script, which is what this is called, this is the process of breaking down the script, and I'm sure I'll do a much more thorough conversation about this. Um, but once I have my list of all the props I need, all the wardrobe I need. You know, all the set set design we need, the props we need, everything that I have listed. Then I then I can start to work on making a budget. And usually it, it, it's a very rough estimate to begin with. So it's like I can see where really where the resources are all going to go. Like if you hand me like Blood Slaughter Massacre was an 80s movie. So there was a fair amount that went to props and wardrobe because we were making a period piece. Um, so that's usually where I start to figure out where the resources are going to go. So we can start making a conversation of what it is that you really want, what you want to focus on and you know, where we can cut things back in order to make sure that we have the budget to cover what we need. Um, so yeah, we start working on budget then. Um, then I start to put together a loose schedule. Um, I have an amazing program called movie magic scheduling. It helps me create what they call as a strip board. And a strip board is literally a strip for every scene of the movie and it has the scene heading, so it has. It tells me if it's an interior or an exterior, a day or a night, and it has a loose description of the scene and the scene numbers. So then what I do is literally if I have one location, um, I, I break it down by location, and then I break down that location by uh, day and night, interior, exterior, and by the rooms. Mm. 
Okay. And they call it a strip board because back in the day, you know, in Hollywood, they would literally have this big slate board, like a big board with like slots. And each one of your scenes would be written down on something that could be slid into a slot. Mm-hmm. And then you would just move it around. But now, like those world. old volleyball tournament movies. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like a volleyball tournament movie where they move, a, like in Karate Kid, when they move everybody's names in up and out and of down, a, in yeah. and out of the slate, and they move it up and down. That's exactly what yeah. that's exactly what they did. Yeah. So now we have a digital version of it, and yeah. it's like super fun to move around. I always, <laughs> it's one of my pleasures. <laughs> okay. And um, next, um, you know, when, once you've gotten that far. Um, that's when you, the the director and the producer kind of start switching because I I feel like pre production is the producer's playground. They're the they're the big dog on the, on the, in the pre production playground. Um, producer makes decisions as to what we're going to shoot, mm-hmm. how long we're going to shoot it for, how what what locations we're. I mean, not solely, of course. This is all that. Remember that everything that the producer's doing from this point now is 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 in conjunction working with the director now. Yeah, because the producer's done physical work, just going through the script, breaking it all down so that it's easy to look at it mm-hmm. and see what we're going to do on what days. Yeah. Now we're going to decide. See what we actually need. So then, yes. So then sometimes uh, the, the props producer, list and all yeah. that other stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so then sometimes the producer and the director will go and they'll start to work together to find financing. That's one situation yep. that can happen. Um, so that's when you start to unite with your director. Um, then you'll go into casting. And my opinion of, on casting calls, I like to be there for sure. Um, what we usually do is we have three of us in the room whenever we can. That way, there's always someone to break a tie. Um, but my personal philosophy is I usually let him run the casting calls as the director. Because I feel like between the actors and the director, there needs to be a relationship. And they need to have the opportunity to feel each other out and see if, if they connect and, 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 and start to build a level of trust between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll do a casting call. He'll make, his modifi- you know, he'll make his adjustments. Sometimes I'll chime in. Sometimes I won't during those adjustments. Um, and then usually I'm the one who's run, running the practical questions. Uh, what's your day rate? Um, do you have stage combat experience? Are you allergic to latex? Blah, and blah, blah, and blah. as we said in the actors episode, that the reason why you should have your producer, another, this is a big reason to have a producer, mm-hmm. is because when the director has to get involved with money negotiation, yeah. Along with the actors, you know, let's, let's say we're speaking, we're, to, we're, we're, we're paying your actors. Like we said, give your actors something. Always mm-hmm. give them Always something. Give them something. Okay. If the director has to have that conversation with the actors, it can get uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Okay. And sometimes when you're on set, that actor is thinking, what a hard ass the director was in lowballing them for their rate or wouldn't give them that extra. Uh, stipend for the day or whatever. Cab money or the... Yeah, you know. something that that actor felt like he was trying... really That they were really trying to push to get. Mm-hmm. You know, whether they get it or not is between them and the producer. So this way the director is not in the middle of that uncomfortable yeah. situation. And then you don't have to try and create something together, you know, five minutes later. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. When you're arguing, when you're arguing over something like money, then the next day you have to go and shoot together... That actor is thinking about nothing other than this director just lowballed me. Yeah. But if the producer is the one who made that decision, then you don't. Then they don't really have the same tension. Yeah, they don't push that anger onto the director. They, they, they it stays on the producer, who's generally not even sitting in the room during that scene, no. during the during the shooting. The producer is literally running the set. Otherwise, yeah. I know. Um, yeah, I. Again, that's a problem I've run into before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being we, my own quasi producer is uh, not really knowing uh, what to offer people as far as compensation goes. Mm-hmm. I mean, which is another like reason I to have a producer. A producer has a better idea of what you would normally pay someone and what you could swing. And 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 the other dirty producer secret, which I'm going to share because they always seem to forget this, is that when you're if you're a producer, if you're going to be a producing partner, you are going to hide money. You are going to be a squirrel preparing for winter you will always have ten thousand little holes that you have cash stashed in <laughs> it's true for those for those cases where all of a sudden somebody you know well i want i, I want to take a cab i'm not feeling well you know can you get me a cab home 
or you know oh hey you know I, I can you pick up my my bus fare my train fare I couldn't get a ride in at this time so I need gas money it or, could even be it could know. even be as simple as you know we all agreed on something yeah. and now and we all agreed on something you'd give them some sort of uh, uh, train money fine they'll take the train home and we agreed on train money but the shoot ran three three four hours over and the train is not running anymore yep. now. Just out of out of sheer, just like you know what, I feel bad now. Yeah, they stayed, they worked. Let me get them a cab home. Yeah, you got to cough or up an, an extra- Uber or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's whatever. Yeah, an whatever Uber, you you get them a cab home yeah. somehow. Uh, you, where is this eight sixty seventy sometimes eighty bucks? I mean, we had we had one actress. Um, one night we had an actress who lived up in Harlem, mm-hmm. and our makeup artist who lived in Long Island. They were literally $60 cab rides in opposite directions, yeah. you know? So it's like, and, and it's now 11 o'clock at night. They're not walking in their door. If they take the train, they're not walking in their door till 2 a.m., yeah, and okay? These, these, and we had already, we had admitted, we, we had agreed that we would run till only 9. Yeah. You know, we'll be done by 9 o'clock. And then it just ran till 11 because mm-hmm. the effects took a little bit longer. Now I feel bad sticking these two girls on the train yeah. at 11 o'clock at night in opposite directions. Yeah. If they were going in the same direction, then you know what? Maybe at least they're together. Yeah. You could kind of moralize yeah. that yourself. Like, well, at least they're not alone. Yeah. But they're going in two completely different directions. They can't even accompany each other. Now we got a makeup artist getting on the train mm-hmm. with a huge makeup bag and the actress getting on getting on the train with her wardrobe bag. Yeah. You know? And they're going to be on the train for the next two, three hours. I, we just felt bad. All right, well, do we I have know, the I, extra money? It could also be something simple. You know, your day runs late. Big shock. Everybody's day runs late. I'm going to tell you that dirty secret. Yes, right always. Always runs late. So guess what? Now all of a sudden, you only plan for one meal. Uh-huh. Now. Now you got to plan for two. Yeah, yep. you got to plan for two. Every single shoot, no matter how you schedule it, add an hour and a half. Yep. Always add an However you say, yeah, we could do this in eight. We could do this in eight hours. Plan for nine and a half. Yep. Always. Yeah. And you tell everybody nine and a half, even though you said eight. Tell them nine and a half. No, and the, and and I'm gonna get it. Like, so I'm, this way, when if you actually make it in eight, yeah, hey, everybody's happy that they finished early. You know, and and it's very strange. I get the question a lot. You know, a lot of people want to know. Well, how 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 do you schedule something? How do you know how long it's going to take to shoot something? Yep, there well, you go. A, it's experience, and B, I'm gonna get into this in another episode. I'm sure because I mean, well, I literally is- we did an hour and a half two hour panel on this that you can also check out yeah um where i talked about breaking down the script but what i do is i break the page into one eighths and it sounds so crazy um and you you get to you get in your gut what an eighth looks like but i i I know that you know one page essentially takes an hour literally take your page literally take the script that you're looking at and cut it up into eight equal segments horizontally yep you're gonna you, you take so uh, uh, your pages. Uh, I think the page is uh, ten inches high. The piece of paper. Ten and a half. Yeah. Ten and a half margins in, is probably ten. Yeah. Ten and a half. Ten inches high. You get an inch margin on each. So you're looking at nine inches of just script on your page. Yeah. Take that nine inches and break it up into what is that one and one eighth yeah, inches. Like yeah. Strips. Yep. And that is your eighth. And each eighth takes. Usually most pages take an hour, so an eighth takes... You're looking at about less than under 10 minutes? About a little no, under I, eight no, minutes. No, I, th- I, think we, I think we usually budget, I think we usually schedule every eighth for about 15 minutes. Yeah, I, I never like schedule anything less than 15 minutes. But technically, an eighth would be an eight minutes. Yeah. When yeah. technically. But I mean, you, it all depends on what's on the page. I yes. mean, when, when you have straight dialogue, it flies by. But when you have one of those action sequences or those sequences where it's like it's very descriptive yes. and the actor's kind of doing these long movements, you know, that's a little bit longer of a longer of a page. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, an eighth I, of dialogue is looking at about five, five to ten minutes each. An eighth of action, maybe a half an hour yeah. to 45 minutes yeah. each eighth. But I never I never give anything less than 15 minutes. Yeah. Never, 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 never. And then literally what you do is you take your scenes and you add up the amount of eighths. That they are, and if you use the very loose fifteen minutes, then if you have four eighths, that's forty. You know, it's forty-five minutes. No, it's an hour. It's an hour. That's an hour. And that's so. That's, if you have four, so you're looking at two hours per page, then approximately. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the way yes. I do it. Yeah. Yeah, two hours per page. Yeah, I double it with my fifteen almost. Yeah. Yeah. And you and a lot of the time you move a lot faster than that. 
but it's always good to have that because sometimes yeah you need padding sometimes the battery on the on the on the on the on the mic goes out and oh shit we forgot to get the battery somebody's got to run to the store and pick up batteries for the mic or we Mm -hmm. can't do anything well there's another half hour 45 minutes onto your set you know, you sometimes can't... the light won't work. Sometimes the light bulb will blow out. You know, you, you never know. Mario, what problems have you had? <laughs> uh, just about everything you've mentioned so <laughs> far. Batteries dying, lights going out, this and that. And it, it, it like those times people always add up. So, you know, a, a, a thing a good producer will do will say what you're basically saying is, oh, let's have two bricks ready or AKA batteries mm-hmm. just in case. Another thing uh, a good producer will suggest is having a PA constantly dumping footage into either a computer or mm, yeah. some sort of hard drive. Yeah. So that's the, something that's that's a little thing that I suggest anyway. So that's another part of the producer's job, making sure that there's enough crew members to handle everything that has to be shot before we even show up. Yeah. Producer's job is hiring everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, and making sure everybody who's being hired is within the budget of the film. Yep. Producer's job is finding the budget for the film. Yep. You know, usually they work with the director in that because mm-hmm. the director is the talent that's going to bring the film to life yeah. and work with the crew. You know, so the director is actually a selling point for the producer. The producer is going to use the director's reel and the director's pre- previous work to sell it. Yeah. And say, this is the guy or girl who's going to be making this movie. You're going to back, you're backing me as a producer mm-hmm. and my experience. And now you're backing me who's backing him yep. or her. Yep. You know, and this is what we can do together. This is what we can bring together to you. And this is the type of thing you put in, let's say you're doing a crowdfunding, you know? This is the type of thing you put in that. Who is your producer? Who is your director? What if they work together? And this is a producer's job to put all of this stuff together. Because if you have a director just go out there and say, hey, well, I've done this and I've done this and I've done that, the director is going to brag himself into a corner. Mm -hmm. Because that's just what we do. Yeah. (laughs) it's just what we do no and then all of a sudden it's gonna be well how are you gonna spend this money Um, yeah because guess what guys I mean on stuff (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna have really cool effects and then they never think like what about food you know for for most indie indie you know what a director will do I I usually budget 150 to 200 dollars a day for food including water cases of water Mm -hmm. cases of water are your best friend I mean we coffee 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 if you're starting a early. PA that actually makes coffee, you know, so you don't have to keep going to, you know, Dunkin' Donuts and buying a Dunkin box of Joe. Yeah. yeah. So a box the of Joe is job. 50 bucks. You know, you want to get to, you get two boxes of Joe a day. It's a hundred dollars. Well, I might as well just pay somebody 50 bucks or 75 bucks to stand there and make coffee for me. Yeah. So you need a person who's going to plan for all this and set it all up and get it all working when it comes to not, finding. No, no, no. I just want to point out that sounds like peanuts. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm going to save 25 bucks. But you know what? If you have a 10 day shoot, you save $250. That's actually another person that you can hire. Yes. That's an entire set of hands right there Yeah, for 10 days. You know, uh, when it comes to, when it comes to um, locations, yep, we're so we're securing locations. What does a producer do in relation to the locations? Oh, uh, I mean the the producer has all the uncomfortable situation, uncomfortable conversations with most people. You know, I've had literally conversations where it's like, "Thank you so much for letting us into your home. We really appreciate the support and the and the the trust that you have in us." But I just want to double check that you're completely comfortable and you're aware that everything that's going to go on, there's going to be a completely naked girl wandering around your house with a goat mask on her face. I just want to make sure that you're completely okay with this, that you're aware of this, <laughs> you know? Um, Producer's going to get location releases. We're going to get location releases. We're going to negotiate the location rates. We're going to get the insurance certificates because, yes, we get insurance certificates because we're grownups. Um you know, we're going to walk, we're going to hold hands most of the time with location managers because usually it's your auntie or your your cousin or your best friend, your best friend's mom who's letting you into the house and you're going to have conversations about this, the blood. You know, it's all soap-based. We're going to make sure we clean everything up. You know, if it would make you feel more comfortable, I can, I can you know, get a carpet cleaner service out to your home afterwards. You know, I mean, these are all, kind, and it really is putting everybody at ease and making sure that everybody is aware of what's going on. Everybody's comfortable. So there's no surprises on set because if you wind up arguing with a homeowner, you know, about the amount of blood, like they see suddenly gallons and gallons of blood show, showing up, then, you know, that you're going to lose a good 45 minutes kind of holding that homeowner's hand and talking them through the process. If you bake the guarantees in beforehand, then 
you know, that's that's pretty much the producer's job is to get everything to work as smoothly as possible because something always goes wrong on set. So the more things that you smooth out, the better off it is. So pretty much the producer's plan is to develop a plan of action for the production, which encompasses all of the things we just discussed. Is that Agreed. Good job, Mario. <laughs> so um but yeah do you have anything to add mario um this is more like the Lindsay show because i i know next to nothing about producing i'm I'm learning just as much as everybody listening i I know the the basics it's like you know i i produce my own stuff because i did I didn't know at the time I would have hired or asked somebody to do it for me. Mm-hmm. Like I've asked Lindsay to do it before. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I you have know, to say, you know, Mario, from you le- I, I've good. learned from her. You were pretty good. You were pretty good. I was pretty impressed. Um, there's a thing called the production binder and that is the Bible. That is where all of these lovely lists and releases and contracts that I'm talking about go. And Mario, I was pretty impressed with your spice files production binder. I mean, your schedule was a little off. You didn't put padding in, but that's, that's something that comes with the experience. Well, yeah, I'll tell you. I didn't know anything about that stuff. <laughs> yeah. so. It was you did pretty good. Yeah, I'll tell you. You know what, Mario is very. He's also very. Uh, um, uh, he's very technical with some things too. Mario's like you. He does like lists. He yeah. likes everything being being laid out in front of him. You know, uh, from what I've noticed anyway. Being on his set, he does like everything kind of laid out in front of him. I am very artistic director. I'm very artistic with the way I do things. Mm. I have the script here. If I don't, I, fine, let's get everybody together. Here's the location. Here's where we're shooting. Let's figure it out as we go along. Because I'm directing and I'm running the camera myself. So a lot of the time I tend to just do things on my own. Yeah, well, I mean, so a but- lot of the, so the problem with that is that a lot of the time I don't plan for a lot of these issues. Mm-hmm. And I think as the director of the film... During pre-production, you just want to get and shoot the movie. Yeah. You just want to shoot it already. Yeah, because that's the fun part. That's, yes, that's exactly. the glory. Exactly. That's the fun part. I don't want to sit here with all these location releases. and getting. I just want to call all my friends up. Let's get all the people we know. Bring them down. We're shooting in the. We're shooting in, in, in Uncle Joe's barn yeah. for the night and, and all this. You know? You've been on sets like that before. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay? Ugh. We're literally, we're sh- you're shooting in a barn. Yeah. You showed up, you were shooting in a barn. What was in that barn when you showed up? Horses. How many horses? Four horses. And what, what type of scene were you shooting? I was a zombie hunter and I was shooting off a gun. And you were acting in this scene. Yes, I was. Okay? So you weren't producing, you nope. weren't doing any of that stuff. Nope. Now. Uh, you're going to make me very uncomfortable right it's now. It's okay. Hopefully <laughs> hopefully he's not listening, but if he does, he he already he, he knows exactly who we're talking about. We're not going to drop any names, but hopefully he's not listening. If he had better production, totally well, yeah, no. it's fine. Let him let him listen. I don't care. So I mean, no, we still okay. love him. But as an but, as an actress, my first one of my first questions as I'm a also producer, producer, this wasn't even an yeah, actress. This was the true. producer coming the up produ- to you. The, the producer in my brain says to me, "You're going to fire off a gun." Yep. With live horses. Has anybody tested this out that we're not going to scare the crap out of these horses and get and get totally trampled by these four <laughs> horses and the ten actors and the seven members of crew standing around? Yeah. You're going to shoot this gun with a blank in it and scare it a, the hell a, out of them. A, it was an airsoft gun. Okay, nonetheless, it's still a sudden sound mm-hmm. that could scare these horses yes. and they could just trample you now. Yeah, you know, did anybody consider that? I got crickets. Yeah, nobody even thought of that. That's the producer's job to think of that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. All right. And again, not shitting on them in their production nope. because everything was fine. Nobody yeah, got yeah, hurt nobody got and hurt. everything was, you know, everything was, everything was copacetic. That's great. No. But we, had, we had a very brave individual. We all, we all exited the barn and a very brave individual shot the gun off yep. to see what happened. And the and horses noth- got a little ho- startled, but it wasn't like, you yeah. know, dangerous or life threatening in any way. And so then we proceeded with the scene mm-hmm. with me feeling much better about doing it mm-hmm. before because I didn't want to be the guinea pig that pulled that damn trigger. Yes. Another set, another set we've worked on, we got there and there were no bathrooms. Mm-hmm. This is something that happens. That happens. A lot. That actually ha- yeah, it does happen yeah. a lot. A lot of the time we've shot in the park. Yes. And we always try to make sure because you know every park well most parks will have a public bathroom yeah so we always try to get our location as cl- location in the park as close to that public bathroom as possible mm-hmm. you know 
We and then a, as the producer, we have everybody meet I at the remind house first. everybody like a mom before we leave the house, has everybody gone to the bathroom? Mm-hmm. Then as we're walking towards the set and we walk past the public bathroom like a mom, has everybody gone to the bathroom? Yep. This is our last bathroom stop. So you may want to stop and go one last time before we get started. Yeah. And that's the producer's job to make sure everybody is happy. Everybody's comfortable. Everybody knows what we have to do. Mm-hmm. They know, all right, it's going to be three hours that we're going to be out in this park here. And that bathroom is going to be a half a mile away from us. Yep producer is going to inform everybody and keep it all and 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 unfortunately at those moments when somebody has to use the bathroom the producer has got to find a way to get them to that bathroom without slowing down the set yeah but and then that's most, often, most often I'm, I'm turning my entire schedule upside down and i'm finding a scene where the, the one scene where this one person is not actually in the scene sending yep. my pa to escort this person to the bathroom so they don't see a pretty butterfly and chase after it and then I'm moving on to the other scene. But that's production. That's production. We'll get into that in the next yeah. episode. Sorry, I forgot. We'll get into that in the next episode. Um, one last thing that I want to say. You know, you, you said that you're a creative director, and it's very true. And I think the big thing is um, the producer is the hub. You know, um, you are the hub of information. Um, and one of the big things that I find with the two of us is sometimes the creative minds don't communicate in the clearest, most concise way possible. You don't have to be. You don't have to sugarcoat it. Just say it. Say it. He's an idiot. Um, he doesn't communicate well sometimes. <laughs> it's true. Wow. Look, the, the look. You, you know the truth is, I like wrote the script. Sometimes I'm like, I'll ask a question, and I'm like, okay, so this, 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 we, we, we need to change the lens. Do you need the spinning rig for this? Well, here's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing, you know, a gentle light coming out from a perceived window, and it'll be the exact color of moonlight as it will come down through the room. And what I really like is some atmosphere in the room, so you can see the dust specks in the in in this moonlight that we are creating. And I'm like, jackass, spinning rig or no? Like, mm. you have to like be able to well, be like, now, what is it that I need to know from yeah, that conversation? Yes. Yeah. Well, what you need to know from that conversation is we have a false window yeah. with. That with that light, that now okay, that's going to okay, take time my, to set my, up. My question no, no, was of course, about the spinning rig. of course. But, be, but now through that conversation, you yeah. you just learned four new things. Four very important that you didn't realize yeah. I was planning. Yes, and you and I didn't even think of it. I just yes. well, this is what we're going to do, and then we show up there that day, and now wait a minute, we have to set up this window. We got to put a light behind it. We need we, the atmosphere. We need the dust in the air. We so need the our, lens that can pick up the dust properly. Yes, on we need hand. the light that's going to hit it properly in the right. And that all takes time. And as yeah. the producer, it's your job to make sure that we have planned for that. Right. And and when when sometimes when he's talking to people who are like, I'm just I'm just my you know we have a couple of friends that just show up and they're extra hands and they're super great and we love them and we appreciate them and they are the bestest in the whole wide world and they are the true champions of everything. I feel we a butt do. coming. But <laughs> when he starts going into these, we're gonna have moonlight gently coming through the wind. They just like zone out like what just happened yeah. I, I don't under like yes or no a yes lot of the no. times your friends don't actually know how to shoot they're just willing to help you yeah a lot of the times that's what it is your friends are not experienced in this they don't know how to shoot what you want to do they're just standing there they want to help because they want to be part mm-hmm. of it and you're their you're their friend and they're like hey whatever you need me to do but they don't actually know how to do it yeah you have to tell them. Yeah, and and so a part of the producer's job is to literally, I have to sit there through these conversations of the gentle moonlight with the atmosphere and the dust specks and beautiful uh-huh, rolling uh-huh. hills. You know, I have to sit there and listen to this and jot all these very quick notes or like literally get a voice recorder and just okay, record Ralph whatever is gonna he's need, saying. Yes, and, and Ralph's going to need this. You know, this Ralph's going you know, to need to get the dust. He's going to need to get the light. And, uh, you know, and Sarah's going to have to iron out the iron out the curtains because guarantee we're going to open them the day of. They're going to we're yeah. going to buy new curtains and we're going to open them up there and they're going to be all wrinkled and it's not going to look natural anymore. So now Sarah's got to iron the curtains. Yeah. You have to have the diffuser and the bounce beam on hand, and then we're gonna. Have Chris to... is gonna have to hold the diffu- the, the diffuser, and yeah. yeah, Murph is gonna have to go order the food in the meantime because yep. hey, we don't have time to stop and order food at eleven. We we still have two more hours of shooting. And Somebody's got to order food. And it's gonna take about a half hour to get the proper amount of dust in the air and, and to really get the the perfect beautiful moonlit shot that he's looking uh-huh. for. So I have to put that into my schedule. <laughs> yeah. And it's your job to yeah. schedule this all out and yeah. make sure we're prepped. And then for on it. the day of, my my job is to literally be like, "Hey, you, I, you know, curtains, you, iron, you, dust, you, this." Yep. So we have to. So we get to avoid this lovely description that takes way too long, and we yes. can literally just get people up and moving on time and concise and perfectly as possible. All right. So I think we've hey, covered. You know what? Yeah. Guess who's done? Guess who's done all that? <laughs> <laughs> no, but. Really, uh, and all, all joking aside, Lindsay's actually helped me 
do that in the past on that Spies File shoot that she mentioned where I thought I had everything figured out because I was Mr. Big Nuts. And then she's like, oh, but you forgot this. I was like, oh. And then she's like, let me get that for you. Uh-huh. Didn't even, like, wait for me to say any, like, hey, can you get that? She just offered to do it, did it, and that's what good producers do. Okay. So that's... They, they offer and they just they just do it. Because they know how to do it. Yeah. So, and that's what they yes. do. Good producers know, know how to do it. And they realize, all right, you know what? If I stand here and wait for them to ask me to do it, uh, you got to learn how to tuck your ego aside and ask for help, and that's usually a problem. Check it at the door. Yes, that's always a problem, is checking your ego at the door. Mm-hmm. You know, because who wants to admit, oh, God, I fucked up, especially in front of your crew. You don't want to say that. So we'll get to that in the next episode, though. Um, is there any other aspect production. of, yes, is there any other aspect of pre-production that um, I think that on low budget sets, there's plenty. There's plenty more. There's so much when more. you when when you comes to putting money into it, yeah. getting real money into your film. There's plenty more that we can. But when it comes to having no money, no, we'll do a whole scheduling episode. But the only thing I like, yes. the big thing I just this is say, this is the broad overview. Yeah, the really broad overview. But one really good tip, and I think it's really important, is you know, make tears, make people arrive in tears. Make sure you always give your crew an hour to an hour and a half before your cast even shows up. Um, if you have a cast member that's not going to be needed until later scenes, give them a later call time. Yeah. Don't have everybody show up at 8 a.m. if you're not going to use them till 1. Yeah. There's no point in that. That's not really a pre-production. That's more of a production. Well, no, that's scheduling. That's scheduling. your scheduling. scheduling. Lloyd Kaufman does that. Yeah. Lloyd Kaufman, Troma, oh, has always shot this way, mm-hmm. where they will shoot a bunch of people in the morning, mm-hmm. take lunch, and, and then everybody people. will leave. And then other people will show up yeah. after lunch. Yeah. And that's how he schedules. So this way he doesn't have to feed a hundred people on set. He's mm-hmm. only got to feed fifty. Yep. And then the other half shows up for the last couple of hours and finishes. Sometimes he doesn't sometimes he'll do all right, we'll do four hours and everybody comes in four hours. He doesn't feed people. Mm-hmm. They leave after four hours. The crew takes their break. He feeds the ten or fifteen members of the crew. Mm-hmm. They take their lunch break, set up two hours later, the rest of the cast show up and they work for four hours. Yep. And they don't have to get fed. Yep. This is one way of doing it. I I don't like that. I think that's kind of rude and mean. But <laughs> that is one way of saving yourself a lot of money. If you need a lot of people to come in, use the get the one or two people who are going to be there all day long and let them stay there, and then move people in and out as needed. Mm-hmm. That's a good. That is a way of doing it. Yeah. Save you a lot of money in food. It's definitely an option. I mean, and that, that that's that. I mean, that's what I said. You know, when I produce when I say that, like, okay. If you really want to destroy this house, no, if you don't want to destroy this house for $10,000. But just say I said that because I didn't say that, but I, I'm saying it All right. as an example. Um, then, hey, then everybody has to work in four-hour increments and send them home, and we're not going to feed anybody besides the crew. And we're going to have to minimize it down to a three- to four-person crew. Um, and then we're literally going to have to schedule large blocks of time where our crew is literally prepping everything in advance yeah. before the B unit shows up or the B team shows up. All right. Uh, so I think that's I think that's pre-production. Mm-hmm. I think that's the producer's yep. job in pre-production. Yep. So we'll call that that for this week. Well, you know, maybe I should just throw in. That's actually what what I keep we trying just to end detailed. this. And you keep throwing more in. I know. I keep asking. Do you have more? You no, say no. no. no and but I, I you, you promised that we would say something, so I want to say it now. Okay. Um, that's actually that what I just described is actually about four different producers' jobs. Okay. Um, that is the encompassing of an executive producer. A line producer, a UPM, a UPM and a line producer can be the same person, or they can. What be is a UPM? A UPM is a unit, unit production manager. manager. Uh huh. I have a little breakdown for everybody. Okay. So just make it easy. Um, the executive producer has a financial or creative task, but does not contribute to the technical aspects of filmmaking. And so the executive producer pays for the movie. Pays for the movie, or for example, if you if you're getting the story from somebody else, they'll be uh-huh. an executive producer. They can be an executive producer because they have the yeah. the, the intellectual property. Okay. Um, they can the executive producer can do anything from funding to attracting investors to helping with the legal um, marketing or any other advisory capacity. Okay. Uh, the line producer is the key manager during daily operations of film. They're responsible for human resources and handling any production. problems. Production. Production. Yeah. When you're in production, yeah. is your line producer. Yeah. Um, they're responsible for human resources and handling all problems that come up during production. 
Um, they usually respond if they if you have two different people doing this, they'll usually respond. They usually report directly to the producer. Their primary responsibility is the logistics, which is everything we talked about, like, you know, coffee and people and time and scheduling and budget, blah, blah, blah. Um, all of the department heads, your your wardrobe department, your your DP, yeah. you know, your key grip, they, all of them will report to your line producer. I don't want to go into studio, so I'm going to jump that. And then a UPM can also be your line producer. They can be the same. They can be the two people or they can be one person. They work very closely with the, with the line producer, usually report directly to them. They manage their production and the regulating of costs. So if you have it as two separate people, the UPM focuses on the budget. Okay. And the line producer will handle all the, the crew production and, yeah. logistics. Then there's an associate producer. This can This is usually given to your people... It's a throwaway title. Yeah, it's a throwaway title. The associate title. producer really does nothing. Yeah. But let's just say you have somebody who's giving you something for free and they're not doing anything or, uh, you know, like you, the executive producer, mm-hmm. he wants his wife to be involved, you know, or his girlfriend to be involved. You can, And she does literally nothing. Yeah. You can give her the associate producer title or if it's a he, whomever. Yeah. Somebody who's not actually doing anything. Yeah. But by having them involved with the production, it makes your money man happy or your location mm-hmm. owner happy. Somebody who is essential to your film. Yeah. If it's going to make them happy, my son really wants to help out and then he does nothing. He's got nothing to do. He can't, you know, all right, fine. Let him come down and watch everything. Give him an associate producer credit and they'll be happy to have it. But that's one of those dirty little secrets that's technically gotten out by now. Yeah. But it's one of those dirty little secrets. If this person does nothing, adds nothing to your film other than making somebody important happy, mm. they're the associate producer. Yeah. So when you look at a film and you look through the credits and you see a hundred associate producers, they did absolutely nothing. Yeah, like when if, if Anne Marie is letting you shoot one scene in her home, Give her a special thanks. If Anne Marie is letting you shoot, shoot in home ninety percent of your movie, make Anne Marie. You know, she's an, an associate, associate producer. producer. <laughs> yep. So this way, her name is nice in the is in the credits, and she feels good, and she's very happy. Yeah. That's what an associate producer is. Doesn't do anything. Mm. Um. So yeah, I just wanted to wrap that up because I, we kind of started talking that this is like multiple, and it's really hard to make a distinction until the end when I've already broken everything out, and then I'm like, yeah, okay, logistics is this person, budget is this person. Okay. You know, and any marketing and, and, and more like creative financial financial stuff as an executive producer. But on most indie films, you'll, you, you should, you'll probably wind up with one person that does everything. Okay, cool. That's it. I'm done. Okay, now Mario, do you have anything to add? <laughs> uh, now that I know what a producer does, let's go into the post-production part of it. Because that's right. what I know a little bit of. Well, we'll get into that next week on our next episode. Yes. All right. Uh, so tune in next week for uh, produ- producer's job during production. And post-production. And a little bit of post-production. Yeah. Very little post-production because that's an entirely other, yeah, we'll get entirely different it. subject. We'll get into it. So uh, join us next week for that. Uh, that's that's it for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, please subscribe to us on Stitcher and YouTube and uh, iTunes and your favorite aggregator if there's one that if there's a podcast application that we are not on please let us know email us at filmmaking sucks at gmail.com if you have a question or a subject that you're not quite clear on or you just want to hear a little bit more on something that you think that we can uh we can elaborate on please let us know filmmaking sucks at gmail.com uh yeah so uh thank you all oh by the way by the way, uh, um, I will be at Horror Hound Weekend oh. in Cincinnati in two weeks. Next weekend. Oh, man. Yes, I'll be at Horror Hound Weekend. I'll be hanging out there. And I'll be there with JK from Horror Happens Radio. Unfortunately, uh, these two will not be there, but I will mm-hmm. be. So uh, if you're if anybody's at Horror Hound, uh, check us out there. We, we will all be at, uh, well, no, not all of us. Me and Lindsay yeah. will be at uh, Boston Underground Film Festival. Ooh. In three weeks. We're getting around. Yes. And then the week after that, 
We are at New Jersey Horror Con. And Theta States is screening. I'll be there. Yes, we'll, all three of us will be there yes, then. You yes. know, uh, Theta States is having its New Jersey premiere on April 2nd at 6 p.m. alongside uh, Jeff Vermesse's film, Romeo Distress, at New Jersey Horror Con in Edison, New Jersey. And we're actually the closing double feature, Yes, right? we are closing the show. Nice. Yeah, say. A nice yeah. indie That's horror double sweet. feature. Yeah. So uh, keep up with us for that. We'll have a little bit more information on that soon. Uh, to follow us on Facebook at our at Massgrave Pictures and uh, Seeing Red, follow us over there. We'll ha- we'll we'll be there. You check us out on Twitter at Massgrave and also Seeing Red. Is that what it is on Twitter? No, it's at Likes Movies. At Likes Movies on Twitter and at at Massgrave yeah. and at Massgrave at on Twitter. Follow us there for more information. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's it. Let's close it out for this week. Thank you all. Thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Hire a producer. Hire a producer. Hire a producer. Good luck, everybody, and make good movies. Yes. All right. Hold on. Oh.